Welcome to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to people who want to speak more as a way to build their income and grow their business. Well, welcome everyone to the Wealthy Speaker Podcast. Today we are talking about cool new technologies that might just put you in front of buyers of your products and service. I feel super lucky to have Jeff Smith on the line with me. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much. Really happy to be here, Jane. Hey, Jeff. So question, how important is it, do you think, that people kind of look at every technology and and really take a, uh, you know, analyze it from different angles before they hop on board with it? Do you think everybody should just be a part of everything? No, absolutely not. I think it's really hard to keep from getting excited about the newest thing because, People come out with new things all the time. And you go, oh, that sounds great. And then you don't have time to do the thing you've been working on for three months. Exactly. Look at everything and figure out what makes sense for you. Pick two or three things that you can do really well instead of trying to hop on everything. This is uh, one of the newest ways of getting out there. And it is an amazing way, as I'll, uh, I'll let your audience know. But no, yeah. absolutely. They should figure out what works for them. Right. It's not necessarily for everybody. Okay. I'm going to read your bio, but there's more to this that I want to explore, Jeff. So Jeff Smith is known as the Alexa guy. So you can search the Alexa guy on any of the social medias and you will find Jeff Smith. His company helps podcasters, companies, entrepreneurs, and speakers build and engage large audiences quickly through Alexa flash briefings. And we're going to explain what that is here shortly, but hold up because Jeff, so that's his short bio, everybody. And that just makes me so happy to see a short, beautiful, sweet bio like that. But there's more to be explored about Mr. Jeff because 14 years uh, in Hollywood. Talk about some of that. That's kind of an interesting part of your life. Yeah, my wife and I, we were, I'm actually coming back from a a mastermind right now. And one of the questions they had there was, what was the biggest adventure of your life? And I said, grabbing my new bride and driving out to Hollywood to uh, try to make it out there, knowing no one, having no connections whatsoever. uh, We went out there. My plan was to become a screenwriter. Uh, My wife didn't know what the plan was because this hadn't been her dream her, uh, her entire life. And, uh, I got started in movie marketing, editing uh, promos and trailers for Disney. Right. We moved out and started doing promos and trailers for pretty much every network and every uh, studio out there. Uh, Along the way, I did write some scripts. A couple of them were optioned. One got produced starring Rutger Hauer called New World Disorder. And I tell your audience to stay away from that movie. It's really (laughs) (laughs) It's really terrible. That's funny. Oh, wow. Well, what a crazy, interesting career and what an adventure and how brave for your wife to just hop on board with that. I I like her already. (laughs) That's super cool. Okay. So now you live in uh, Houston. Yes. And um, with a couple of cute uh, dogs, two pugs. So, okay. Let's talk about this kind of sector we're calling voice or some version of voice. Just start at the beginning and, and talk about it big picture and then we'll we'll drill down on Alexa. Sounds perfect. Okay, so voice, uh, when we use that term or voice first or voice UI, you'll hear a couple of different terms. Okay. Uh, 
people. But when we talk about voice, what we're talking about is generally speaking to an Alexa device or to a Google Home device or to Siri. Most people saw it first with Siri on their phone where you ask Siri a question and she gives you an answer quickly. Right. That was the iteration of it. Uh, Amazon took it a little further with Alexa and creating these Echo devices. It's very much like from Star Trek when people say, uh, computer do so-and-so, right. except like a human instead of sounding like a, a computer. Uh, Amazon has now taken the lead, but Google is uh, on its uh, heels pretty closely. And um, there are amazingly 50 million Alexa devices in homes right now. And when you talk about all voice, it's over 100 million homes. And this Christmas, it's expected that there will be another 10 to 20 million that people wake up to on Christmas morning. So it's the fastest technology to get to over 50 million in history, faster than the iPhone. And just like the iPhone, most people aren't seeing what's coming because uh, voice UI or UI's user interface is going to be the way that most of us connect with technology, I believe. In two to three years, that's going to be our touch point, much more so than pointing and clicking or swiping and tapping. Okay. So I have one of these devices in my home. If I say it too loud, it'll probably start talking to me and I'll have to say, uh, forget about it. But um, what I would do is I would set up my day on my device and I would say, this is what I'm interested in. And talk me through how my content can come into the morning routine of people. Sure. At some point during the day, most people look at their, uh, their Alexa and they say, Alexa, give me the news. And what you get when you say that is like uh, the top 10 headlines from Reuters. You get your local weather. And then Alexa starts introducing these little mini podcasts called flash briefings. And I like to view them as sort of like the old uh, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story or the, the uh, feature stories on your local news. Uh, because what you're doing is just a little one minute on that. And it uh, it can be about whatever your focus is. Because there are more than 50 million Alexa devices out there, you can, uh, you can actually niche down really, really tightly and get, uh, get as, uh, as specific as you want, and you're going to find a large audience. Okay, so I'm obviously very speaker-focused, so people who speak professionally or consult and speak on the side, that kind of thing. And so my uh, flash briefing called the Wealthy Speaker Minute will then be available. Do they need to check the box, you know, on their phone when they're setting this up? And then I will be coming into their kitchen every morning? Yes, absolutely. What happens when you buy a, uh, an Alexa device uh, like an Echo is you get a little booklet. And the first thing the booklet says is, uh, here's how you connect it to your Wi-Fi, and here's where you go to get content. And there's a companion app that's on your phone, and you can go to their skill store. Amazon calls apps for the Echo a skill, which okay. uh, their skill store, just like there's an app store. Hmm. And you can search for things that matter to you. You can browse categories. And then when you see something that looks great, you just say enable. And when you, there's a little enable button, you click enable and uh, you're ready to go with that uh, showing up every time you ask for the news 
or ask for your flash briefings. Okay. So you're the Alexa guy, but you could do this with Google. You could do it with the other uh, versions. I think Apple's coming out with their own. Is it, Have they come out with their little Siri box yet? Uh, they've got something called HomePod that has um, Siri built in. Right. Uh, but both, both Google and Apple so far have not opened their API to be able to create flash briefings like Amazon has. Okay. Uh, you, you can ask for the news and you can program what news you want to listen to, but it's all the, the big media companies that you're going to have to choose from, not individuals. So it must be interesting from your Hollywood background to look at what Amazon is doing And they really, when it came to the Emmys, I mean, Amazon had a lot of new content out there. They seem to be on the forefront of all of this streaming content and and creating these new things. So really, Amazon's a good one to get into bed with, don't you think? Absolutely, yeah. Amazon has got the lead. It's going to continue to have the lead. It's like the the iPhone uh, versus Android. There are actually more Android devices in the world, but... Developers, you make the most money, you get the most audience, you get the uh, the quicker audience if you're on the iPhone platform instead of the Android platform. It's going to be the same way, I believe, with right. Alexa, because the way that they've opened it up to developers and the way that it's being adopted by people. Okay. So let's talk. Okay. So we, we think this is going to be pretty darn big. Don't, don't you think? So in, in, in how do you qualify whether or not this is something I hopped on board and I'm honestly, I'm anti-squirrel. I tell everybody like, let's just stick to the, stick to the strategy. Let's not follow every squirrel. But the reason I hopped on board is because I thought it might get more exposure for my podcast. Should podcasters be the ones who are first to this? Uh, Not first, but they should definitely consider it as part of their content mix. Okay. Um, I have about 200 clients now. In fact, about 2% of all flash briefings are my clients right now. Um, I uh, uh, I would say that 70% of them do not have a podcast. And if someone's considering a podcast, I, I'm just coming back from a conference where I told a lot of people there, if you're considering a you might want to try this first because you don't have to be as good. You don't have to buy a lot of equipment. You don't have to find somebody to do show notes and everything else that you've got to do. It's one minute a day. In fact, it's so so easy to do. You can take your uh, your recording device and just record 30 at one time and schedule them for publication. Yeah. I really like that. Uh, Jeff, did I lose you? Okay, we're back with Jeff. I think we had a little technical uh, difficulty there. Um, So Jeff, let's talk about how one might actually get started doing uh, the flash briefings. What would be the first step for someone? So I have a list developed of all of my flash briefing ideas, and you've kind of helped me. um, I've engaged your services to kind of walk me through the process. Let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, what the process is with me or with anyone else who does the, the type of thing that I do, of which there aren't very many yet, but I'm sure there will be at some point. Sure. But um, the process is generally uh, helping you to figure out what your net niche is, uh, uh, zeroing in on your uh, description, your title, 
uh, all of that information. You know, you would think that programming would be first, but the first thing we need to do is get everything optimized so that you show up in every search that you want to show up in. Mm -hmm. uh, once we get all of that uh, taken care of, then I go in and I start uh, record uh, coding your flash briefing in the Amazon Developers Kit. And while I'm doing that, you'll sign up for a podcast host, if you don't already have one, uh, to host your audio files right. and, uh, and record a sample episode. Uh, you have to be approved, just like uh, in the App Store, you have to be approved. Okay. Um, but it's not really about what you're talking about. What they're interested in is that your, uh, your audio quality is good and that it's uh, always uh, the same volume. Because, you know, if you're just doing a podcast, it doesn't matter if you're 2 dB lower than the other podcasts because they're only listening to you for 30 minutes. But on this, you've got uh, elected at a certain level and all the other flash briefings at a certain level. So you've got to be exactly the same as them. Okay. So you just mentioned, uh, you just mentioned 30 minutes because you were talking about podcasts. When it comes to doing mm -hmm. flash briefings, how long should they be? Uh, they should be one minute. I have the Alexa guy formula for the perfect flash briefing, and it's five ones. So it's one time a day. It's one minute long. It's one great piece of content. It's one call to action, and you ask one person every day for a five-star review. All of my clients that do those uh, five things succeed wildly, and generally when someone uh, calls me and they say, you know, I'm not growing as fast as I thought I would, or I seem to have uh, plateaued in my growth. I go and look, and it's usually one of those five things that they either aren't doing or have stopped doing. Oh, those were really good. We're going to put those in the show notes. Could, could we just review those again, though, Jeff? Sure, happy to. It's once a day. Once a day. One uh, one minute long. One minute. One great. Uh huh. One great piece of content. Okay. One, one call to action. And you ask one person a day for a five-star review. When you do the one person a day for the five-star review, are you doing that in person? Or are you doing that over your flash briefings? No, you're doing that in the, uh, in the real world. Now, you know, every once in a while on your flash briefing, you can have your call to action be, uh, you know, if you, if you like the show, please share it with your friends and give me a review. Okay. And that's a fair thing to do. Um, but, there's something magical magical about sending out an email or sending out a text message or calling someone you know or that is a client of yours or you know they're a listener right. and saying, would you please go up and give me a, a five-star review because they just do it. And the, the client, I have a lot of clients who are afraid to do that or they think it's imposing, hmm. but the uh, reality is I've got numerous people that are getting to 25 and 30 reviews in like three weeks. And that's what you need. Right. To be at the top search results uh, when someone searches for uh, uh, the things they're interested in. The right. optimization will get you into every search that uh, you want to be in, but the five-star reviews are the fuel that drive you to the top of those uh, results. Oh, that's so good. Now, I understand where you're coming from, but I've always had a hard time, I think on iTunes especially, it seems tricky to get people to the place where they can leave a review. There's something that's mm -hmm. not quite intuitive about that. Uh, so people are always asking me, well, how do I actually do that? Yeah. And that's a, that's a really good question. And uh, so 
Amazon, I think, has learned some about some of the uh, difficulties with iTunes or with Google Podcasts mm-hmm. um, and, and have actually turned some of them on their head. When you reach out to ask someone for a five-star review, or if you want to reach out to someone in your email list and ask them to subscribe to your flash briefing, you actually have a page on Amazon. And I give you a, a, a shortcut when your uh, show goes live that you can share with all of the uh, people that uh, that you want to either give you a review or to subscribe. When they go to that page on Amazon, there's a big enable button there. That when they click it, it, it makes it uh, enabled on their Alexa device. And there's uh, just a place where you can, you know, just like any other product on Amazon, uh, where you can just start typing your review right down there. So it's, uh, it's a little simpler. Oh, five-star reviews, they can do it within the Alexa app I mentioned earlier on the page for your show. Okay. That's really, really good. Now at the end of your, um, I'm saying wealthy speaker minute, cause that's the name of mine. At the <laughs> end of it, yeah. we've talked about me promoting different things. So what do you <laughs> think is in line and what is out of line? I think uh, most things will be in line because, you know, your your listeners are public speakers or people who are working toward becoming public speakers. So they're they're pretty knowledgeable about uh, what what will fly and what will, won't with an audience. But okay. the main part I, I say about this is to mix it up. You know, uh, if you give the same uh, call to action at the end of every one, you're not going to get very good results. Uh, so one day you ask people you know, sign up for my email list. You know, if you, if you enjoyed this content and you want more of what I have to say about this, sign up for my email list at da, 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 da. Or another day it could be, you know, we were talking about how to uh, really move your audience. I have a course that uh, teaches you everything you need to know about that. You can find it at such and such uh, URL. Some days you may not want to even try to sell anything. Some days you may give a trick, you know, like, if you use the word because in a sentence, you're going to get a 30% increase in the number of people who respond. Go out there today and try it uh, with the people you meet. And, you know, just those those daily, you know, here's a trick. That because thing is true. I don't know if you've... Uh, okay, so let's, because, let's, uh, let's uh, work on that for a second. So um, what would be an example of because? Because would be... Um, in fact, this was an interesting one because it came up at the conference I was at. Uh-huh. If you're in Starbucks in line and uh, you order your latte, say, and I'd like a 10% discount, and they won't give you one. If you say, I would like a 10% discount because uh, I'm a loyal customer, uh, you will very often have somebody call the manager over and give you a 10% discount. Huh. So because is a, is a persuasion word. And so exactly. you're going to want to try this tip because, and then you fill in the blanks of, and so it's, you're actually setting yourself up for persuasion there. Exactly. The study that, and this study was just released uh, last week. Um, so this is all new information. You're not competing against a bunch of other people, but it doesn't even matter if the because is a good reason, according huh? to the study. Really? You could just as easily say in Starbucks, um, uh, I want a 10% discount because uh, my hair is really doing well today. <laughs> and uh, in a uh, in a statistical um, 
uh, result, there's not going to be any real difference between that and because I'm a loyal customer, wow. yet uh, uh, it will be higher than if you don't ask for it. That is so very <laughs> interesting. You, I'm just geeking out on this word stuff. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, so um, as you know, I have been having a hard time getting off the mark on this, and here's why. I started, I sent you over a few uh, flash briefings and I thought they were pretty good, but when I had written it out, I felt really good about it because I thought it out. But then what I recognized, Jeff, was that if I wanted to, if I had to write out every single one, it was going to take me forever to do this. I would never be able to put 30 in the can. It was going to, it was going to slow me down significantly. So can you give us some best practices to getting the recordings in the can? Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm a big believer that you need to get out there and get your uh, show on the air. Uh, you don't need to be worrying about a lot of different things and you definitely don't want to wait until it's perfect because it never will be. Um, so, uh, uh, what I suggest for getting used to doing a one-minute show and for people who are public speakers, that's sometimes one of the hardest things in the world. There was there's some quote from Mark Twain about, you know, if you need me to give an hour speech, I can do it in, in a couple of hours. But if you need me to do a five-minute speech, I'll take a couple of weeks to write. Um, right. And I know I'm butchering that. It's, but it's, it's hard. That it's, it's difficult. A TED Talk is like the hardest thing to do. So, yes. True, coming down to one minute, and I have lots of one minute ideas, but I'm I want to get into some sort of groove where I can just record them without too much preparation. Because if it gets into preparation, I'll never get to done, and I know that done is better than perfect. Absolutely, yes. So, what I suggest, and I actually went through this uh, with Dr. Bruce, who's the sleep doctor on. Uh, uh, the Dr. Oz show who recently became a client and um, I actually had him re-record them four, five, six times because he's used to uh, speaking a little longer than that. And after he did it numerous times and he actually did it with a script to start with, read it numerous times, then um, started doing it without the script. It gave him where the beats were, where the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, got used to that feeling of wrapping everything up in one minute. Plus, you have to remember, and I've told you this too, Jane, um, uh, you can have theme weeks. So if you've got a bigger uh, piece of information that you can get into one minute, then you break it up. We've all been taught on blogs over the last 10 years that what we need to write are the top 10 list or the top 25 ways or whatever like that. If you've got some content that's like that, uh, each one of those points is a day. Sometimes you might have a week theme, sometimes a month theme, sometimes just three days, mm -hmm. but uh, that allows you to get all of your information out. You don't need to get it all out uh, in one minute. Plus, you don't ever want to get all your information out because you want them to come and buy your course to hire you as speaker to do whatever it is you're trying to do with your business. Well, we give it all away. But um, <laughs> here's the thing. You just gave me a brilliant idea because I have an editorial calendar. So on my handy dandy board that's right here beside my desk, I can look and see, well, what am I talking about next Tuesday on the newsletter? What am I talking about next Thursday in the podcast? And I can kind of follow those to give me ideas because repurposing everything is the game here is, you know, 
when people hear it in the flash briefing, they're going to hear it differently than they're going to hear it in the podcast. And they're going to hear it differently when they read it in the newsletter. It's all, um, right. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. That's exactly right. In fact, uh, one of my clients, uh, Derek Champagne, he's been doing a podcast called the business leadership series for about six years. And he's had everybody on his show. Who's anybody in the world of business. He's had Warren Buffett on his show. He's had Tony Robbins on his show. Uh, so what he does is he goes in there and uh, takes uh, seven great quotes from that week's show that's coming out on Saturday and uh, just finds a bunch of little one minute clips and plays those during the week and tags them with uh, to hear more. Listen this Saturday to the business leadership series. He's seen his podcast, uh, uh, ranking go up by double digit uh, percentages. I didn't get the exact number from him this weekend, but I will get it because I told him we're doing a case study on this. Interesting. Okay. So you could even take the podcast that you're already doing and start to chunk that down into interesting little pieces of the conversation. Am I understanding that right? You're understanding that correctly. Now, one thing to remember, that's harder than recording a one minute uh, conversation. Wow takes more time. And if you've got a VA, you're going to pay them more. Yeah. But, you, uh, you know. You'd have to put somebody else who really understands what's important on it. So, okay. All right. So I just want to review this again, because this is so good. So a flash briefing once a day, one minute, one piece of great content, content, one call to action, and then reach out to someone and ask them to rate you five stars uh, over the course of time. So Let's say people who are listening to our podcast say, okay, I'm all over this. This sounds fantastic. And and one of the things that drew me to it was that the entry price was really not that expensive. So uh, you you talked about, we already have uh, an account on Libsyn because that's where we do our podcast. So we we had to add Mm -hmm. an extra account. I think that costs us $5 more per month. There's no cost from the Alexa standpoint, is there? No, no cost at all. So they're going to probably figure that out and change that at some point. I don't know. And then, but (laughs) let's talk about having someone walk you through this. Having Jeff hold your hand, I think, and and, um, full disclosure, I probably will become an affiliate of yours, Jeff. Um, but really mm-hmm. it's not that expensive in the first place. So let's talk about what the cost is and how that might look if somebody decides they want to work with you. Absolutely. Uh, so my cost is $699. That's a one-time charge. Right. Um, it's, uh, um, you'll just pay it up front and then we will get you set up and going and uh, uh, make sure that you know exactly what you need to be doing on an ongoing basis. For you, Jane, for your audience, uh, uh, we're giving a hundred dollars off. Oh. If you use the yeah, use the uh, promo code Jane uh, when it. you check out at alexaguy.com, and uh, um, you'll get a hundred dollars off. Awesome, and we'll have Monica put that in the show notes so that people can find it. If you're looking for our show notes, by the way, go over to speakerlauncher.com and click on the podcast. And if it's not a recent show, you can always search uh, Alexa in the search field, and this this podcast will come up straight away. 
Wow. That is so generous, Jeff. Thank you so much for offering uh, that discount to our listeners. And let's just refresh on if somebody wants to get in touch with you, what's the best first step? Okay. So you can uh, uh, go to my website, which is alexaguy.com, A-L-E-X-A-G-U-Y.com. You can also schedule a call with me if you're interested in getting started and you just have a few questions or you just want me to talk about your uh, specific uh, uh, niche. Um, That would be alexaguy.com slash schedule. Um, And then if you want to just shoot me an email, it's jeff at alexaguy.com. J-E-F-F, really simple. I try to keep all of that simple along there. Um, And uh, there's probably somebody in whatever your particular focus is that I've worked with and uh, would love to tell you what's happening with them. Uh, If I haven't, then we'll do a search through what's out there. Uh, We were doing one the other day. I don't remember. Oh, it was commercial real estate investing. And um, uh, the guy was like, well, surely I'm going to have a lot of... uh, competition there and we went and looked and there were only two other people doing something on commercial real estate investing at this point we have to remember this is all new and we're still looking at yeah 50 million alexa devices Mm -hmm. uh, and only six thousand flash briefings wow i mean that's that's a huge uh imbalance that's going to be filled over the next couple of years and uh that's uh that's something that will allow anybody to be able to succeed at this if it makes sense for their content plan. Well, Jeff Smith, I want to say thank you so much for your time and for being here for our audience. You bet, Jane. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited to be here. I love what you're doing, and uh, I can't wait to see you become a, uh, a top 100 uh, flash briefing. Oh, thank you. Now, if somebody wants to review this particular podcast, Jeff, if um, Mm -hmm. if you're listening on iTunes, how do they actually do that? Sure. If you're if you're looking to do it on uh, iTunes, then just on your phone, go up to uh, uh, go to your iTunes app and search for uh, Jane's show. When it comes up. Uh, then there's uh, some five stars there. If you click them on your phone, it will usually scroll you down to where you can leave a review. Um, If it doesn't, just scroll down a little bit and you'll see the stars there and you can leave a review there. Amazon makes it a little easier because when when you get your flash briefing, all you have to do is send out uh, the URL for your page on amazon.com or amazon.ca. And right there, they can enable your show and leave you a, a review. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because that's something that we try to ask for from people and, and they've asked me how to do it and I wanted to make sure we did it correctly. So uh, for those of you who want to hop on the Alexa flash briefing idea, please get in touch with Jeff. Now, some of you might've been listening to this show and thought no or not now. And we have actually developed a checklist of marketing ideas that you can review and decide whether or not you want to add some of them to your list. You don't have to do everything, but if you'd like to take a look at this updated checklist, which includes this idea and a couple of other new ones, go to speakerlauncher.com forward slash checklist, and you can download that particular tool. And really, don't let it overwhelm you. Just check off one or two things that you might want to add to the mix. 
Well, that's all for today's podcast. And I'd like to say thank you so much for listening. And we will see you soon, Wealthy Speakers. Bye for now, everyone. Thanks for listening to The Wealthy Speakers Show. Please visit speakerlauncher.com for your free Wealthy Speaker audit and visit speakerlauncher.com forward slash podcast for show notes and many more resources to help you catapult your speaking business. See you soon, Wealthy Speakers.